Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Tubby Talk, the show where I, Terry from Terry Leahy Films, and the boys from Tubby Robot, Chris and Steve, hey, do a lot of talking about gaming. So this week we decided to talk about that little pink puffball himself, Kirby. I'm a big fan of the Kirby games. He just keeps coming. He's been there since the beginning of Nintendo. Steve, however, is not the biggest Kirby aficionado, so we thought we'd do things a little differently this time. Is Kirby the little pink puffball? With like big eyes. Yes. And he makes other Pokemon fall asleep. How <laughs> dare you? It's oh. not Jiggly Puff. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I know. Oh. I know who Kirby is. I've played half a Kirby game. Okay. The, the, the original Game Boy one. Ah, that's a with great the, one. With, to start with with. The, well, I think it was the original with the Animal Friends. No, that's yes. two. Yeah, that was two. Okay, so I played Kirby two, but that was on Game Boy, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I played that at halfway through, so I know that. Yeah, half that's about it. it. Yeah. And that's about it. So we figured we would turn to Steve for some hard-hitting questions about our favorite little vacuum cleaner mascot himself and kind of let Steve take the wheel. Thank you. Let me just get out my notes. And um... <laughs> <laughs> So first question. I know it's a little unorthodox, but I'll hit you with it because it'll be interesting television or podcasting. Oh, well. Question number one, fellas. Is Meta Knight a Kirby? So the first thing we should probably do is define what Meta Knight is. So Meta Knight is an enemy that you encounter, I believe, in every Kirby game. No, uh, I think he only started in Kirby Superstar on the Super Nintendo. I think that's his first He's appearance. Definitely an adventure. Okay, an adventure. Because then that's his first appearance. Yeah, because there's a thing that's pointing that says pick up the sword, so you can have a sword fight with this. He's thing. absolutely not in Kirby's Dreamland, and I don't think he's in Dreamland too. But okay. um, oh. Kirby's Adventure on the NES, which is his first NES outing, his first console outing, because mm -hmm. he started on the Game Boy, the original Game Boy. That's right. Yep. So no, uh, wait a minute. Yeah, his first game was Kirby's Dreamland on the Game Boy. It was Hudson Soft. Kirby himself, not Meta. Correct. Kirby. Oh, okay. Kirby himself. Developed by Hudson Soft. No, by Hal Laboratory. Hal. I knew it was an H. See, mm -hmm. that's how little I know Kirby. <laughs> But um, there was this other creature who uh, had these big old bat wings and a mask and a sword that would fight you, and that's who Meta Knight is. And he's, he was just recently in Smash Brothers Brawl, right? And he was in Brawl and Smash 4 as well. In Brawl and Smash 4. So that's where a lot of people were kind of exposed to him, I'm sure, as well, if you weren't directly involved. Like me, except for like images and Nintendo Power of seeing Meta Knight. And always, it, so he, Kirby's like a round puffball, he has round puffball feet mm -hmm. and little like stubby puffball arms. Meta Knight has little round puffball feet, is round, and has bat wings that holds a sword with, I believe, little puffball arms. But he also has a, like a metal mask on his face with like evil like backlit eyes sticking up. Yes, so to me, think? he looks like a Kirby with a metal mask and bat wings. I think that would be an awesome backstory. I, I don't think anywhere in the Kirby series do we see another Kirby creature. There's no True. creature that looks like Kirby. He's like one of a kind. Um, and I always kind of fought with myself over whether he was related to DDD. Because mm -hmm. DDD has a very similar moveset in the first game, at least. Like, he can inhale, he can fly with his fat body. Um, but. With his fat penguin body? Yeah, but he's, yeah, you typically assume to be a penguin. Yeah. Uh, so, Meta Knight, I think it might be a, a sort of like, one day on the final episode of Kirby, Meta Knight will remove his mask and he will find out that it is another Kirby. The, the, perhaps Kirby's father or perhaps Kirby's sibling? Or Kirby from an alternate future that was destroyed. Yes! Oh, alternate future Kirby! Meta Knight is alternate future Kirby. That's canon. You heard it here first. That's canon. Yeah. I, I think he is a Kirby. I think a Kirby's defined as a star warrior. Oh, okay. So, 
I think he is. They have the same body type, and the first time you ever see him, you actually see him without the mask, and he looks just like a blue Kirby. Oh. Like, he looks very similar, but, and I don't think the wings are in his first appearance. So maybe... He's definitely got sold to the devil. He's bitten by a vampire, maybe? Yeah. (laughs) Vampire vampire. Kirby? Yeah. Well, he's blue instead of pink. So I do think he is another Star Warrior that something happened to. (laughs) Because we also don't know if he's good or bad. Oh, really? He's similar to Proto-Man. He's he's an antagonist, but he's not necessarily a villain. Right. Yes. And, and well, sometimes he is a straight-up antagonist but sometimes he's like on your team oh. and i don't know i like to think that he's on your side and that he's like your brother that you'll Watching find about years you. later yeah um I, I like that backstory but there are other kirby's but i think they're only featured once okay and i think it's at the end of the original kirby's dreamland there's other kirby's jumping are there really I oh i think you remember you're... Yeah, I think you're. That's like the only place, though. Right. And it's it's also up to debate, though, because at the end of every level of Kirby, he splits into three versions of himself and does True. a dance. So maybe he just split into a whole crowd of himself to cheer for himself because he's been oh, doing wow. that all game. <laughs> like he, yeah, he he does uh, the Naruto technique, and he just uh, makes shadow clones. And uh, wait, yeah. does he actually put his hands together? He does not actually oh, okay. put his hands. Together. Well, he does a dance. Oh, the rolling, rolling We have to learn that, by the way. Oh, wow, so that that brings to mind a new question. This wasn't in my original notes, so I'm going to have to revise this notes for later. So, what year did Kirby come out? It's like 1992. So it was in the 90s? earlier than that. It might have been late 80s. Well, it's Game Boy. Game Boy wasn't out in the 80s. To 89, I think it came out. In Japan, at least. I think it was 88 or 89. I'm feeling 90, 91. Oh, okay. Pokemon was was a launch title, he's damn close. So he's a puffball. He likes to inhale and eat things. Um, He does a dance, like silly dance every now and then. He can split himself into multiples if he he chooses. So is Kirby actually Majin Buu? (laughs) <laughs> no, but people have said that many, many times, and I think, I think... Because I was thinking if Kirby Brother came out first... In a... I think there was a death battle between uh, Kirby and, and Boo. Oh, wow. Not the, not when he gets, like, Super Boo or anything. Yeah, gets, just like, jacked, like normal fat normal one, yeah. Because that's what I'm thinking, they're both similar in shape, and they both do similar things, both pink, they're both silly, and they're both, like, I those valuable. are based off of something in Japan that we don't know about. Maybe. For those of uh, who don't know what Majin Buu is, who haven't watched Dragon Ball, he's uh, a villain in the Dragon Ball series uh, who is a big pink puffball who yeah. eats people. With a stem. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so he that's turns them into difference. candy. Yeah. Whereas Kirby straight up eats you. <laughs> yeah, he just sort of <laughs> inhales you whole bodily and then assumes your form. Yeah. But yeah, not only he would win because he would eat him and then take his powers. and then But then he would the just powers. become a... Pinker puffy ball. <laughs> he'd get pants. <laughs> he'd get, he'd get a, a little antenna on his head. We gotta make this happen. <laughs> so then that leads me I to my... you kid artists at home, go ahead and... Uh... Send in fan art to there you go. the robot. There you go. So then, sorry, one last question. Leads me to my Keep going. original second question. What happens after Kirby eats someone? Is he just like using the entirety of their being and energy, including the soul and absorbing all of it so there's no waste? Or does he just poop at the end of the level somewhere and you don't see it? Oh, that's a good there question. There is waste. Because he spits a star out if he 
Well, he didn't eat you if a star comes Right, out. and he can spit you out without assuming your form, and then it's a star. Uh, but if you press select, you can throw the power away, and then the star bounces out like okay. a star poop. Okay. Um, and then some of them, if they, he eats them and nothing's there, they do just die. They turn into nothing, and it says at the bottom of the screen, nothing. Oh, yeah, it and makes oh, a little scream. That's nihilist. So I guess he does kill. So Kirby's okay. a killer. Kirby is a killer so, sometimes. So Kirby just has, like, a black hole inside of him and just, like, utterly annihilates any matter he absorbs. Yeah. Probably, because he is... Uh, if, if he so chooses. Well, he is a space creature. Like, he is kind of an alien and has something to do with stars. Oh. So, having power over a black hole... <laughs> he, uh, he's just a, a barely contained black hole, and he just opens his mouth to let that black hole out a little bit, and sucks yeah, you in. I bet, or he's shunting to an alternate dimension, a.k.a. where the Hulk gets his mask from when he transforms. <laughs> Also, he has another thing he can do, which he can, in the later games, I think this started for uh, Kirby Superstar for Super Nintendo, he can create, he can kind of absorb the, the evil that's in somebody and create a buddy who's then oh, on wow. your side. Oh, so yeah. he, he can also mind wipe people. Yes. <laughs> and make them his slaves. Good God, Kirby's a monster. <laughs> Kirby, yeah, Kirby's one of the evilest beings in the Nintendo universe. That's that's for sure. Uh, he's a glutton. He doesn't care about anyone but himself. Right. Um, Isn't he always saving his willing creature friends, or is he just saving no. his home? He's really just saving his home, and he just gets mad when his food gets taken away. Usually, like, the game starts and, like, Kirby was eating breakfast. But then, <laughs> King Dedede stole his breakfast. And Kirby's like, I'm gonna eat the heck out of you. <laughs> yeah. Or, oh. also, he's just sleeping. At yes. the beginning and the end of each one. That's true. It is called Dreamland. Like, that's his domain. Maybe? Maybe Kirby's a figment of our dreams. <laughs> yeah. The things that... Maybe he, maybe when you don't have a dream, it's because Kirby ate it all. Dream eater. I mean, there's a lot of credence to that. Because in the latest Pokemon generation, there's a Pokemon... No, second latest. I think X and Y. There's a Pokemon that's basically a little pink creature that dreams. And all of his attacks are like... Attacks from within the dream world. Hmm. There's also an attack maybe, maybe in Pokemon. Sense. I mean, they would have crossover, wouldn't they? Yeah, so maybe there is some sort of like folklore-based source for Kirby and his. And there's more Pokemon crossover because there is a move that many uh, Pokemon have called Dream Eater, which is an attack you use on someone who has fallen asleep, mm. uh, and it hurts them a lot because you can only use it when they're asleep. Um, so maybe Kirby is a Dream Eater. This is terrifying, actually. Is the deeper we get. <laughs> I'm sorry for. I like, I like this stylistic, like dark. We're talking about of... like the cutest creature in the world, and it got very dark very fast. Yeah. Keep them coming. My final question, at least for now, and then you guys can talk about some of the more um, interesting games in the series, because I would like to hear about some of these, uh, except from Kirby 64, because I heard that was garbage. <laughs> um, my last and final question: Who would win? No, actually, no. Scratch that. New question. It was just recently revealed, a few weeks ago, that King DDD has no hair. Oh. Under the crown, he's just bald. Yeah. They probably never revealed it, but in a recent game, somebody data-mined some of the <laughs> models and noticed that he had nothing. He was just bald. Yeah. As, you know, he's a big penguin, so you would think he'd be bald, but yeah. now you have proof. And he wears a hat. Okay. Yeah, he wears a hat. So now my question is, is he bald naturally, or did he just lose all of his hair and he's very self-conscious about it, so he wears a crown? Is he actually a king? What is he king of? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think the the supposition is that all the enemies in the first Dream World, Dreamland games, are his minions. 
like Waddle D and Waddle Do are the minions of King DDD. This is getting with, absurd. With, <laughs> with these terrifying names. Uh, the Poppy Brothers, Poppy Brother Junior, Poppy Brother Senior. Oh my god. The list just keeps going. Um, a walrus. <laughs> a walrus. Uh, I, I think the idea is kind of like a Bowser scenario where um, he's got a castle and he's got minions in his castle. So I think he's a, he's a king, you know, maybe a tyrant, a self-imposed, you know, ruler of some kind. But yeah. yeah, I think I think he was a king somewhere else and invaded Dreamland to try and be king there as well. That sounds right. But you know, Kirby said, "Well, this is interrupting breakfast, so I guess I'm gonna kill everyone." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when it comes to the hair thing, I don't think he was ever had hair. And enough, very few things in Kirby have hair at all. Uh, it's not really a common attribute for any of the creatures. I mean, the I'm true guy, think the true guy has hair. He's got branches. Wispy and leaves. Leaves. Yeah. That's not hair. It's branches and leaves. It's, he's an anthropomorphic tree, so therefore the leaves are his hair. He's always has. Well, to really, be... is a tree with a face. Yeah. True. Because he doesn't even have arms. He just spits apples at you. And he's or always... does he drop them? They drop, and, and he, he shoots. Spits he wool. spits like a wind. wind at you. So, what we're talking about is Wispy Woods, the first level ever in a Kirby game, right? Yep. Does it's it recur in other games? I thought yes. It was He's, okay. a, he's the boss of the first level of, like, half of the Kirby games. I know he's a stage in Smash Brothers, the last couple of um, installations. Yeah. Yeah, for good reason. I mean, it's it's a good introduction to how everything works. If we want to talk about, like, gameplay, um, Kirby, the thing he can do that, that is different than most other side-scrollers, especially in that era, is he could fly infinitely. <laughs> yeah, he just flies. Now, there's a top of the screen, obviously, that he can't go past, but if you wanted to, you could just go up there and fly across the whole thing oh, okay. until, you know, level design forces you to go into a tunnel. Uh, there's also caves. There's underwater stuff. And the underwater is actually a lot of fun in Kirby because you can go in every direction and have an attack. Oh, yeah. nice. Which is rare for a Nintendo game to give you that ability. Yeah, you don't feel powerless the way you do in like Mario games and, and games like that where your mobility is limited, you're slower. Like Kirby zips through the water and can shoot in four directions oh, underwater, nice. which is cool. And originally he didn't uh, didn't have his copy ability. That was brought in in the really? second game. Oh, okay. In the first game there is no copy ability, but he can eat certain things, right? Yeah, he swallows them and they're gone in that, in that game. But he can also get power-ups. No, there's no power-ups in the first game. The, really? only, the only power-up is the There's magic the... candy that gives you invincibility. Um, really, what, otherwise... What about the, the hot food where he shoots fireballs? Isn't that in the first one? I, yeah, there's hot food, uh, but it's like a temporary thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get it for the whole time. And there is another one. There's the the mint would make you uh, infinitely fly and puff, so you could just keep puffing for, That's right. for the uh, the kind of shooter stages, the shmups. Oh, okay. There's stages where it's just like Kirby flies around and it's Gradius all of a sudden. What was that Easy word? Easy gradius. <laughs> what was that word you just used? Shmup. Shmup. What is that? Shoot uh, em up. It's a, yeah, it's a short. It's a shortened uh, term for shoot 'em up games. But uh, yeah, specifically oh, yeah. The, the, the vertical or horizontal like spaceship or airplane shooters, as opposed to like a shoot 'em up yeah. long form, which could be like a, a first action person. game, first person or third person action game with a gun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The shmups are like the Raiden style games or 1942 style games. Yeah, that's a shmup. Huh. We play those a lot here. And today we learned a new thing. <laughs> so in, uh, after the first game, Kirby's Dreamland, he was also white. Yep. In that game too, right on the on the box art too. Oh. It's not a thing that's made up. And in the commercial, do you remember the commercial? I do. Can you describe it? 
Uh, I remember uh, most vividly the line, he's one tough cream puff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the commercial was, you saw, it said, here's Kirby, and it's this adorable little white thing waving high. And it's like, and here's some action hero. And it's this souped up jacked guy, super 80s looking, Arnold Schwarzenegger looking dude with long black hair. And then he'd cut back to Kirby, and it's like, what, what are you going to do against me? And then Kirby eats him. <laughs> and oddly enough, when they come back to him, he's got the glasses on and the hair. So I think they were showing that eventually he'd be able to do the copy move. So he did copy in, <laughs> in the commercial, but he did not do it in the game. But soon, he would. Yes. And that became his, like, defining, one of his defining traits. Painted uh, pink. He had pink skin from then on, and also now had a copy ability, and that was in Kirby's Adventure, right? Yeah, Kirby's Adventure oh. brought all that in. Um, was that the one with the enemies that were like puffballs with giant eyeballs? No, it was like, uh, I mean, there were puffballs with giant eyeballs. I mean, eyeballs, were they in the first game, or were they, because... Yeah, a lot of the enemies were, Yeah, oh. he was in the first game. A lot of the things were pulled from directly from the first oh. game, uh, but there was a lot more. Uh, they had new bosses, mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Sun and Mr. Moon. I forgot That's right. Called. They were tough. They were like one of the first tough bosses in Kirby at yeah, all. Yeah, and, uh, and, well, these guys were in Dreamland, but Lolo and Lala from yeah. the Lolo series. Lolo, oh. Lo, and La La La. Excuse me. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were the minions of DDD. There's got to be three of them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but that's who they were. In the yeah, yeah, they movie. looked identical. They were the sprites were identical to Lolo and Lala. Lula Lilo? No. <laughs> uh, but they, they like, yeah, and that was the first game that really brought all the mythos together. Mm -hmm. yes. In addition, that was the first game I remember with that many power-ups. Mm. Like, I don't remember a game that had... I'm coming off of Mario, so you got three things. You know, you got your mushroom, you got your flower, and then depending on what you're playing, you either got a leaf or you got a feather, right? And then in Kirby, it was like, there's 50 of these things. Mm. And in the later stages, they, like it just kept getting cooler, more and more stuff. It wasn't like there's a beam in every level. No, at the one at the end, there's one you can get that's a UFO, where Kirby turns into a UFO, flies around, and has five new attacks that oh, he can wow. use, like a charge shot, another <laughs> beam, which is kind of funny that I just said that, um, and just like basic shots. And it's the coolest one to get, so I would always flip out whenever I saw it. Which game was this? This is Kirby's Adventure. On on NES. NES. I need to play this game. This sounds like a blast. <laughs> yeah, you really do. You I th really do. I think what happened is I played Kirby's Dream Land 2, and I was like, this is cute, but it seemed very much, probably I was like 12 when I was like, this is a kid's game. I've recently play played Kirby's Dream Land 2 for the first time on Virtual Console, and I thought it was sort of dull, actually. Okay, okay so it wasn't to, just me as a kid. I like Kirby's Dream Land 1 better, and I like Adventure better, okay. and I mean, Superstar. So it's just a bad one for me to try to dig into. Yeah. I think so, and that's where the mythos changed a little bit, too, in that there were animal pals. Yeah. So there was a cat, and an owl, and a slime. I believe. It was, uh, was an it owl one? and a fish. Fish. And uh, it was Koo, Kine. What was the third no one? No way you're going to be able to do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, 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 there were lots of articles about it recently. He was a hamster. Rick the hamster. Ha Rick, Rick the hamster. Rick. Koo, Kine, and Rick. There we go. <laughs> what? Why Rick? <laughs> Combo <laughs> breaker. Why, why, why Kine or Koo? <laughs> yeah, but uh, they. the cool thing about that, though, is they, again which I love is when they lean into the powers and that now if you get a fire guy you have one shot but if you have a fire guy and Rick you have a different move if you have a fire oh. guy and uh, Kine you have a different move which I think was nothing yeah it was or maybe like, he had a light it was like yeah multiplicative like everything every oh. power could be branched which yeah. was really cool 
To me, when I was a kid, that was my favorite thing, was that in my head there were all these different combinations. I distinctly remember talking with my buddy Chris about um, all the different things that should be in the game. Like different <laughs> powers and if they combine with this and that and what it should be. Uh, and uh, like for hours, just like talking about what it could be. And it was just, it was so much fun. But the cool thing was the makers of Kirby had a little bit of humor with them as well. So there were some dud powers. <laughs> like there's one that if you take is just sleep and literally he just takes a nap. And, yes. and not for any good reason, someone hits you and kills you. Like it's a trap. One of my favorite ones that seems like a dud at first is uh, the rock power. Yeah. You absorb a rock I enemy and you just turn it to Yeah, you just drop. But as you know from like Smash Brothers, that's a very potent attack. Yes. And if you're on a, a slope, he rolls. So like you can actually like hit that, fall off a slope, kill a bunch of enemies, hit a ramp, and you're just a rock the whole oh, time. Nice. But if you have that same rock move and you have Rick the hamster, he'll like run on you and you'll be like a running wheel <laughs> nice. type thing, just knocking people out. So it was funny because there was like that move and then there was the other move and it all happened when we got to Super Nintendo. And Super Nintendo, Kirby Superstar came out, as did Kirby's Dream Land 3. Mm -hmm. And each one kind of took a different path with how Kirby was supposed oh, to be. Yeah. I prefer uh, Superstar for sure. That's my favorite. I think most Kirby people game. do. I mean, was that the one that had like multiple games? It was like nine games in yeah. one. Okay. I, and then really only three or four or five of them were like actual like narrative games, mm -hmm. and the others were like side challenges. And shootouts. Yeah, shootouts. <laughs> Uh, but a lot of that uh, was just playfulness, playing with like the Kirby formula. Mm -hmm. uh, it, yeah, Superstar was awesome for that. But the greatest thing for me about Superstar was that it decided Kirby was going to be two-player going forward. Oh, nice. In that you could make a buddy and your buddy would have powers, the same powers and like the same moves and but everything. But it wouldn't be Kirby, right? It was always like just another... Yeah, you'd take over the bad guy. Yeah, like the bad guy that Kirby ate, you would become player two. Oh. So you could like say, hey, I want to be the cutter, so... Throw me away, eat a cutter. Yeah, and it was, it was so much fun that game. And like some of them could fly and you could jump on. But the best one is there's a power called wheel. Yes, wheel is you, awesome. And if you got it, you could create a buddy named Wheelie, who was Whoa. a motorcycle that Kirby could ride. And when he jumped on you, he got a little motorcycle helmet <laughs> and could throw stars. I had so much fun with some friends of mine just tooling around on the on the wheel, just going as far as you could go, as fast as you could go. Yeah, I remember that being kind of like uh, Sonic-esque. Mm -hmm. Like it felt like a little bit of Sonic in a Kirby game. Uh, and, and one of my favorite things about that game is it had one of the best level titles of all time, the Great Cave Offensive. Yeah. Something about oh, so that. That's where that Smash yeah. Brothers. That Smash Brothers level is directly ripped from oh. the level of the Great Cave Offensive. And believe it's me, awesome. by the end of it, you were offended that you were still looking for treasure. <laughs> yes. Like, you could whip through it real quick, but to get all those treasures in that game, that's pretty tough. Yeah. You didn't have to beat it, mm -mm. but uh, you know, completionist. But that that game, Super Superstar, also had a Meta Knight game that was so much fun and had one of my favorite things in video games, which is. A way over the top dramatic ending with like a cartoon character. And it's just Kirby <laughs> on the wheel going back, and there's this music playing, and the dun, background dun, dun, behind dun, him like getting darker. It's a lot like Mega Man just walking, <laughs> but it's a, it's a Kirby just driving. He finally gets the end, and pulls like this wicked cool e brake oh, kind nice. of spin, and parks his, his bike on the end. And I don't remember this or not, but I think a little Meta Knight creature you can see in the background like he survived. He still made it. Oh, nice. Because the end of that game, that he blows up his own ship and you have to like get off on the wheel. The halberd. The ha Very <laughs> nicely done. 
Very nice. Well, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Meta Knight's ship was awesome. I mean, it was a, this giant spaceship, effectively, that had Meta Knight's face on the front of it. <laughs> uh, it was the really mask. Cool. Yep, the mask. And there was also one with a giant bird. Dynablade. Yeah. Dynablade. Yeah, that was uh, that one. And uh, there's also a Spring Breeze was the first one he usually played, which is yeah. almost like a remake of the first Kirby's Dream Land. Except you had the new powers and stuff. Yeah. Like you could do all sorts of different things. There was also a concept, I just, I guess I gotta give a shout out to Hal. Yeah. Because a lot of the things we, we a lot of the things we love in Smash Brothers, it feel like started like with some of these Kirby games. Like Kirby had a, had two, three distinct like fighter styles. So he could be a fighter, he could be judo, or he could be ninja. Mm. And these were all different types of moves, but they had a grab component where you could grab oh. and do fun things. And so it turned into one of those games where it's like, let me just figure out the combination for how to do this. Or I want to specifically judo this guy this way. Mm. It's just, it's one of the most imaginative series that I can think of. And any power you got, if you hit start, uh, it would show you the move list. So wow. it'd be like, up and B does this, down and B that does that. That the game. Yeah, and, and Kirby had a run where you could double tap to run. Mm -hmm. And uh, your moveset would change accordingly, like oh, as you were nice. running. So you could do a there's a depth and breadth. Yeah, and as long as I have, if I have this correctly, we can have we have to thank for that um, the former president of Nintendo, um, Mr. Iwata. Yeah, that's right. Who's that's uh, right. worked at HAL Laboratories and kind of like stewarded Kirby into what he is today, and then Nintendo into what it is. Maybe this doesn't make sense, but Superstar to me felt more American, and Dreamland 3 felt more Japanese, mm. as far as the way it was constructed. And one hit me, you know, right in the goods. It was just kind of like, this is everything that I want. And that was in, in Superstar, and still I have fond memories of that to this day. Might be one, of, it might be my favorite Super Nintendo game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, um, but there was this other one that, that give it a try. It's, it's not the same, but I don't know if that's different, and I think I've been removed enough now that I might enjoy it on second play. I watched a speedrunner do it, but um, that's very different than playing the game yourself. So yeah, I should give it a shot. It also came out after Nintendo 64. Yes. So that's why a lot of people didn't really play it, because we were busy thinking about Smash Brothers. Mm. Yeah. Which is where we're going next. <laughs> that was the next appearance of Kirby. Would be in Super Smash Brothers for N64. He's been in every Smash Brothers game ever since. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he he's, has all of his uh, iconic abilities in that game. Like, it's awesome. He can absorb any uh, other character and steal their special move. Yeah, which is... And looks like them. Yeah. Like, he's Mario's cap. Or he gets Luigi's cap. Yes. Or he gets Wario's cap. Or Bayonetta's hair cone and glasses. That's awesome. I think if you already got Bayonetta's gun boots. I think he might get gun boots when you eat her too. Like, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I like when he had a Captain Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah! Exactly. That's that's kind of where I'm going. Steve, do you remember when somebody was playing as Kirby and got Captain Falcon? Yes. What they would do? <laughs> Falcon. That's right. You got the Falcon punch, and. I don't think anything made me angrier than getting hit with a Kirby Falcon Punch <laughs> right off the stage. <laughs> Nothing could quell my soul because it just made me so angry. But the guy I played Smash Brothers with most, his name's Chris Mallard, Um Kirby was his character and Fox oh, was man. mine. So all I have in my mind well, I, You are, don't get any sympathy from me. I was going to already feel sorry for you, but you made Fox, so. <laughs> Come on! N64 Fox. Yeah, this is original. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A little different. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, and, and Smash Brothers 
seemed very informed by the Kirby decisions. Mm. Like the 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 magic that is part of that game, I feel like was there. And it's obviously because it's the same designers. Yeah. Yeah, they pull it all. I mean, you can feel the love. Like what they they refer to as the Nintendo polish is all over those games. Mm -hmm. uh, the Smash Brothers games, like in every animation, every detail, every background, every key press, like you feel like, oh, they thought of that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The fact that Kirby like mimics uh, the people that he has absorbed in the Kirby voice, like the way, the fact he goes, punch, like. <laughs> well, so and good. we also saw the same kind of animations for the stone that they used in Superstar oh, came yeah. over so that it yeah. wouldn't always be just a rock. Sometimes it's a giant stone dude. Sometimes like a it's a weight, sometimes it's thorns, like every time it's something different. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, and man. then Kirby 64 happened. <laughs> Kirby 64 happened. All I know about this game is that it's constantly um, derided by fandom. Yeah, I never played it actually. I know it's 2.5D, meaning that it's uh, a 3D game with polygons, but it's side scrolling based. Mm -hmm. um, so, because it was on the N64, it's kind of ugly, like inherently. Which is weird because. I mean, I, I wish they didn't go polygon with the Yeah, if it had been uh, 2D graphics, it would have probably been a lot prettier. Yeah, but it is, it's an interesting game. It's kind of, they did a new concept where you could mix powers. Like you would throw a fire power on top of an ice power and then you would get like a mixture type thing. Yeah. But it's N64, so like it, it's not as clean, it's not as exciting. It just doesn't look as animated. Like I really enjoyed the fact that the originals looked a lot like a cartoon. Whereas this one uh, was different. And you had this weird other character that was like a, was like an artist. Yeah. I don't know, I don't, that, it's never been seen again. I know her. I don't know what it was. I know her because there's a webcomic called Brawl in the Family. Have you ever seen that one? I've heard of it. Um, where it's all about the characters in Smash Brothers. Mm -hmm. uh, and she is one of the, the main characters in it. And kind of like, you know, as a forgotten Kirby character, mm -hmm. but uh, it's a really cute comic and really well drawn. Uh, it ended uh, like a year or two ago, uh, but yeah, no, she she shows up in fandom a lot. Oh, <laughs> well, she doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what Does she have like a little beret on and yes, a paintbrush? Yes, a beret and a paintbrush. I think I've, yeah, I've seen her before. Yes. But the end of that game is a straight up Star Fox fighter, where you're like just trying to shoot this new creature that's taken over Dreamland. Different things have taken over Dreamland. Yeah. Uh, even though we all think it's just DDD, even in Adventure, it's this weird giant bat-like looking creature, I think. So maybe it's, maybe Meta Knight was corrupted by this thing. <laughs> Sorry, I can't keep stuff. <laughs> the Meta Knight lore is deep. It's true. But, uh, you know, Kirby didn't stop, but I don't remember a GameCube entry. There was Kirby's Air Ride. Uh, Never played? Yeah, I don't think a lot of people yeah, played it. It, it was uh, delayed over, I think it was originally supposed to be an N64 game and they kept pushing it back and kept mm. pushing it back. Was that the one that was like, it wasn't a Kirby like Diddy Kong racing style thing where you raced in planes, is it? Sort of like that, I think. Oh. Um, Except know, it was on stars. Yeah, it was on stars, definitely riding stars. Uh, I didn't play it, so I don't know much about it. I know that it was little played. Uh, but but on the GameCube we did get Smash Brothers Melee, That's which true. many people would consider the definitive Smash experience. And I certainly would. Kirby was really good in that one, uh, really fun to play as. So when did he come back? Was he on the Wii? He was on the Wii. Yeah, and there the was a Kirby DS, Wii. Yes, uh, on the DS, on the 3DS. That's so, where he came back. I mean, he he kind of went back to his handheld roots a little bit, but in weird games. Uh, it was I don't know if it was quite a launch title for the DS, but there was can, uh, Kirby's Canvas Curse. 
which was a game you played entirely with the stylus. And Kirby was just a ball. He didn't have legs or arms. Oh, wow. You had to draw the path, and he would, if he touched the path, he would be sucked in the direction of the lines oh, you made. Okay. So you had to get your way. It was very unique. So th there was a version of that for the Wii, I think, right? They made a or, sequel. Or a sequel. Oh. They made a sequel on the Wii U that was called uh, Kirby. It was it was clay. The whole thing looked like clay, and it was hmm. the same. You know, I forget the name of it. Uh, but it was it was very neat. I'm playing through it right now with my daughter, actually. Uh, really good. Like really interesting stylus-based game. Yeah, so it's about like trying to trace a path to like collect power-ups and avoid enemies and get through a stage. Yeah, and you know it's surprisingly tough. You know what's interesting about Kirby though, and it's just hitting me now. He was one of the first characters to have a bunch of spin-off games. Yeah. Mm. Like, that were not adventure games. I specifically remember I owned, for some reason, <laughs> Kirby's Dream Course. That golf one. Right? Was no, to, no, not the golf one. It was really good. The golf was a Marvel golf. Madness. It was golf. Did you have a Marvel Madness style game where you had to kind of, or like... No, there was that too. Oh, okay. There was also the one, first one the was Game uh, Boy Color where you had to move it. Oh, okay. That's Kirby's Tilt and Tumble. Tilt and Tumble. So the first one was Kirby's Pinball Land, right? Which was a Game Boy pinball game. It was pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, then we had. Uh, you know what? That might have been where he first went pink. Uh, that no, he was white in that. I think. I think he was. Oh, white was it? I think he, on the box art in America, at least. That's true. I think in Japan and America there were different times because on the Game Boy you, you kind of made it up. Like, is he yeah. white? Is he pink? It's all the same. Yeah, He's green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Cur Kirby Tilt and Tumble is interesting because it was motion controlled on the handheld. It didn't have like an actual physical like gyroscope in the cartridge. It did, it did, yeah. and it was uh, apparently one of the prototypes for the Wii Remote. Oh, like wow. that was where they started messing around with that, uh, and and they kind of brought that back. Like, hey, this was fun and playful. Why don't we bring that back? Bakes a console around it. Well, who was in charge? Iwata. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. But as far as getting back into adventure games, that wouldn't happen until we got into the DS world. Sort of. I mean, there, there wasn't the Wii. Uh, one of my favorite games, Kirby's Epic Yarn. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. Kirby's Epic Yarn was I awesome. The name, yeah. It was strange. Uh, the, the whole aesthetic of the game was texture and yarn and fabric. Uh, and I remember very distinctly the, the intro to the game was some, one of my favorite lines in any video game ever. Where Kirby is sucked into this fabric world, and he lands on like a hill, and he goes, "What is this? It feels like, it feels like pants." <laughs> <laughs> what? It feels uh, like pants, really? Yes, yeah, so like, it like, feels like, like pants. Was it like a oh, denim yeah. hill? He was. On? Yeah, it was like a denim hill. It's like it feels like pants. I think that came out right when I kind of turned my back on gaming for yeah. a little while. Uh, but it was it was interesting in that it was a side scroller action game, two player. Uh, you teamed up with somebody named. Prince Fluff, who looked a lot like Kirby, but he was yarn-based. And Kirby, because he was in this world, was made into yarn. So they looked the same, but uh, Prince Fluff was blue and had like angrier eyes. And a, and a crown, obviously. Good. Uh, was it like askew on his head? No, it was straight. They missed an opportunity. <laughs> you gotta give him like the Jughead style crown. Yes. Go but uh, that game had no copy ability and it had no inhaling. The only thing you did was you whipped your yarn at people to grab things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and pulled th creatures apart. Like you would grab the, like they would have a button eye and you'd grab their button eye evil. and then they would just die. <laughs> and evil. And oh, then wow. you'd have a, a ball of yarn that you could toss at things. And there were still transformations in the game. Like there were certain areas where you would become a fire truck made of yarn and shoot out a yarn stream of water. Oh, it was a great game. Like just watching it is amazing. Wasn't Yoshi also in a yarn adventure? Yeah, no, Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah, it was and a, I think there's a sequel for On it. the Wii U. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was on the Wii U, and it was very similar, like, let's take this fabric, uh, real aesthetic, mm -hmm. and put it into a, a game. And that's one that I've been saving around to play with my wife. Uh, we've been sitting on it for two years. We'll get to it soon, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just watching those games, like, it's beautiful. Like, Kirby's Epic Yarn, the design alone is worth, like, if you like aesthetics at all, play the game. It's good. It's, it's not too hard to find. And Wiis are everywhere! Everyone's got a Wii in their backyard. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a, a 3DS entry, which I've heard a lot about, and Chris's daughter was actually playing it, like, by herself, and it was awesome. Uh, Kirby and, it's called Kirby and Planet Robobot? Robo yeah, Kirby uh, Kirby and Planet Robobot. Robobot. And that was very similar uh, to Kirby's Adventure 2, uh, to Kirby's Dreamland 2, in that there are, uh, you, you get a robot, and when you're in the robot body, all your abilities are different. Cool. So it was that multiplicative thing again. Uh, so you can get fire, or if you get robot fire, you're a giant death-dealing robot. It's really awesome. Like, mm -hmm. and the production values in this game just get better and better. Better animation, better music. It's beautiful. And now we're at uh, we're at one of the newer ones, which has been out for a while by the time this is released. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it looks like they took the concept that I loved the most from Superstar and amplified it. Mm. And so instead of having one buddy, you could have four. We don't really know that much about it, none of us have played it yet, but um, I watched a 15 minute intro and man does that magic look like it's still there. Like everything that I liked, and I couldn't even imagine playing Kirby Superstar with four friends in the room, all sitting on like the floor, because that's what you did when you were a kid. <laughs> you know what you gotta play? There's another Wii one we skipped that you'd love if you like that. Return to Dreamland. Have you played that? No. Kirby Return to Dreamland is your game. You gotta go play that. It's on the Wii. Uh, it is a classic Kirby game in every sense. Mm. It's got multiplayer. It's beautiful. It's in depth. It's got a story. You can, I need to let you oh, borrow nice. that. Like, what's the story? So the story. What's the story? <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's an alien creature comes to Dream World in, on a spaceship, and he's like, ah, oh, you gotta help me out. Like, there's this evil force is coming. It's jacking me up, and you got. I'm gonna take you to my planet, and you're gonna help me fight it. Um, and you go and you help him out, uh, and then there's a twist. All kinds of crazy things happen from there. It was Kirby all along. It was Kirby all along. He the was the evil Kirby. horse. He was, the, yeah, the white Kirby came by. It turns out it's a different <laughs> Kirby. Evil <Whoa>. Kirby. <laughs> we should make that game where the original white Kirby was evil. Yeah. <laughs> you can make it like, oh, what was that movie where it started? There was like an evil Steamboat Willie stuff. Was that Uber Roger Rabbit? It was like a it was like a version of Steamboat Willie, but it wasn't quite, and it was like the the black and white character came out, and yeah, I think I read a book about that. I, I remember th visualizing something similar. Are you thinking? Are you thinking of Cool World? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's Cool World. I've never seen that movie in a while. Bit. Oh god! But no, but I'm just imagining like you, just imagine like you. It, we make it like a Wreck-It Ralph style like Disney 3D movie. He should be in Wreck-It Ralph. Damn it! <laughs> Maybe he'll be in Wreck-It Ralph too. Better be. But I'm, I'm just imagining it starts off like somebody's playing Kirby's Dreamland and he's a little like white puffball, and then Kirby just looks at the screen and it's like, this won't do, and he hops out of the game, <laughs> and then somebody has to get Kirby from like all of his different iterations. You get the pink Kirby, you get the yarn Kirby. You get the, uh, all of his helpers and friends. The, the clay else. Kirby. Yeah, they come, yeah, the clay Kirby. They come in the real world, into the real world, and they help some little kids solve, like, the white Kirby conundrum. Where he's, like, taking over the world. He's sucking up world leaders and becoming them. Are you listening, Washington? <laughs> uh, not Washington. Hollywood! <laughs> Hollywood makes the games! 
Yeah. Kirby appears to be a child's game. So I wanted to talk about kids' games and should there be kids' games and should adults play those kids' games? Because I feel like this is something we can all kind of comment on. Well, the, to your second point, I agree whole. I think wholeheartedly that adults should play children's games because, A, especially with grown-up gaming like we have, it has that sense of nostalgia, especially when they're done right. But also, it helps to remember that gaming used to be a certain way, and it, it might have been more simple because you didn't have tutorials for five hours at the beginning of the game where they stopped you and tell you how to do moves. But at the same time, like, there's nothing wrong with going back and playing those things that you grew up loving and finding out new iterations of those. Yeah, and I think it's awesome that there are games that are catering to a younger audience, uh, and especially when they're like Kirby games that have depth to them. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. you can play those games, and they're very not, they're not hard to beat. You get to the end. You beat it, you feel awesome, there's a sense of accomplishment, but you can go through it again and say, like, make rules for yourself. Like, yeah. hey, I'm not gonna fly. I'm not gonna use this copy ability. I'm, I'm just gonna, I, I wanna get through without dying. And it gets oh. very challenging. Yeah. I, wanna, I wanna find everything, 100% complete it. Um, there, and usually there's an end game to new Kirby games where it's like, all right, you beat the game, here's a harder world that's made for, mm. like, pros. Mm. And you get to play through that. Uh, I love it. I mean, as a father right now, like, Kirby games are one of the ones like I, I introduced really early. It's yeah. like, hey, here's something fun. Like, because like Terry was saying, like one of the things that puts uh, Kirby apart is he can fly. Just you go right over obstacles. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, there's something in the way. I'll fly away. Uh, but it's still interesting the whole way through. Like, there's there's just enough of a challenge to stay compelling and not be frustrating. Uh, and I think that's the best way to get people into games. Like from a young age. Absolutely. I mean, and not just kids. Like, I think it's good for non-gamers. Like, I love bringing people, non-gamers, into a Kirby game. Like, hey, let's play your two this. Let's go through it. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, this is really fun. Like, I like playing with you and we're, we're you know, now I understand games a little bit better. I think that the, the part that you both kind of commented on uh, that I respond the most to is depth. Like, just because its target is for kids, if someone still spends the time to like build the world properly, make sure the mechanics are tight, make inventive new things that you can do and give it depth. You know, we keep going back to how many powers there are. It blew my mind. If you do all of that, then it's enjoyable for anyone who picks it up. And it's, you know, you can learn a lot. You know, it, it, there's something to be said for a game you can play with someone who's seven, who's excited all the mm -hmm. time and is learning. And at the same time, you're like, wow, that, that is pretty advanced stuff that they're pulling off here that's presented in this childish way. I mean, ultimately, you swap out all the character models to something more serious looking, and you can pass that off as a teenage game. Now I'm just imagining Kirby looking like um, one of the villains from Double Dragon. Uh, Ro <laughs> Roper. Oh yeah. So he just has like, like a, a bullet and a machine gun, <laughs> and he's just like angry. But he's still a little pink puffball, he just has like angry eyebrows. Or yeah, angry I, eyebrows. I think most of this, uh, it comes from the aesthetics more so than the gameplay, because the gameplay is not dumbed down necessarily, it's still very complex. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just the aesthetics make it look very approachable, and I think that's great. Like, games should be approachable. I think so too, and I think, um, honestly, if, if you're just getting someone into gaming and they're young, I would absolutely start on a Kirby game, especially mm -hmm. now, because, you know, not a lot of people are introducing their kids to the games from NES so that it's the same. Whereas like all of them during that time were built essentially with a kid brain in mind. Yeah. Now it's very advanced. This is a great way to get anyone into gaming from a young age and to just give them 
a character who can mean as much to them as like Mickey Mouse or Mario meant to us. Like it's very, it's right there. And it's a great character. And I'm interested what they do when he shows up in Universal. Oh, Did you no. hear about that? <laughs> no, I didn't hear about that. Kirby? Universe? Uh, well, the Nintendo, 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 Nintendo World. World. That's true. Yeah. And yeah, I, I saw mostly like Mario stuff there, but I Kirby would be interesting. Kirby, is Kirby owned by Nintendo too? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can imagine like, Kirby like bounce house, oh, just God. like just to start. <laughs> it's just Kirby. You go into his mouth and you bounce around in there. <laughs> yeah, or a ride where you're like on and you're in the mouth, kind of yeah. like a Tilted World, but with a Kirby <laughs> mouth. Listen to us. We're, <laughs> We're giving you gold. But that's about all the gold we can give you today. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, please be sure to come to Tubby Robot in in uh, beautiful Maniunk in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's right, where they will give you ice cream. You can look at these gorgeous designs behind us. You can talk gaming, and that's what this show is about. Keep gaming, keep talking gaming, and we'll see you next time. But first, Steve's final last minute thing. So, there's a Kirby villain named Waddle Doo. Well, what if Waddle Doo? Good night, everybody. <laughs>